Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Do you need heavy equipment or farm equipment? Look no further than Southern Equipment and Parts in Laurel. We have a wide selection of new and used equipment from many top brands. We also offer parts, service, and rentals. Whether you're a contractor, farmer, or just need help around the house, we have what you need. Southern Equipment is your one-stop shop for all farm and heavy equipment. Visit us at 5237 Highway 84 West and southernequipparts.com or call 601-651-4555. All free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, let's go. Welcome to the Super Talk Eagle Hour, broadcasting this afternoon from the Southern Bank Force Studio here in Hattiesburg. I'm Bob Getty. Lou Johnson will be joining me momentarily. He got a little tied up uh, with his real job, and uh, he'll he'll be with us soon. Glad you're with us. Opening segment of the show every day, sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit. Great supporters of Southern Miss, and of course, the Eagle Hour, and a Great place to enjoy delicious food seven days a week and cater your next baseball event. Uh, we did that this past weekend. It was delicious. Uh, we know you'll find the same at Dickie's Barbecue. Broadcasting again from the Southern Bank Course Studio in Hattiesburg. Very happy to have Travis Creel on the uh, show with us. Of course, assistant coach, recruiting recruiting guru, hitting coach for the Golden Eagles. And, uh, Travis, glad to have you back today. Yeah, thanks for having me, Bob. Appreciate it. Uh, 13 hits last night, extra inning game. Golden Eagles drop it by one. But, boy, that was a, that was some kind of battle and an exciting game on the coast against, I thought, a, a really good opponent in Nichols State, Travis. Yeah, Mike Silva over at Nichols has, has done a great job building that building that program. Obviously, uh, you know, went to regional last year. There's a, a favorite to win it again this year. And, yeah, I thought, uh, you know, we had, a, we had some opportunities to, to take the game, um, you know, some, some big momentum. Uh, Type plays didn't go our way, so we're growing, we're learning, uh, we're going to keep competing, we're going to keep working with these guys. Well, I was looking at the box score, and I, I mentioned this to you off air. You started seven kids last night that were not on the team last year. You played eleven kids last night that were either freshmen or sophomores. This is a new look team, very, very young, uh, very talented. Uh, but, I, but I'm curious from your standpoint. Uh, Travis, what are what are the challenges as a coach when you have so many talented but new and young players on your team? Yeah, it's a good question. I think first off, you try not to be super young. Um, but just like with our roster last year, we uh, with COVID uh, happening, we had a ton of seniors with you know four underclassmen drafted that that it turned into a really young team. But but like you said, we really like them. They're very talented. It's all about. Uh, you know, getting that experience. You know, you can you can play in junior college, you can play in high school, but until you you, you play, you know, in front of five thousand people at the Pete or you know several thousand Biloxi last night, just learning to slow the game down mentally. Uh, you know, the physical the, the physical abilities these guys have it. Uh, just being able to slow the game down mentally, and you know, when your mind's not right, your body your body's not right. So we got to you know keep growing and, and getting that experience to where we can slow the game down in big moments. What is, what is your observation, uh, your feeling at this point, and I know it's very, very early, 
But how well are these youngsters adapting to Division One baseball at this level? Yeah, I feel like from from week one to now, uh, there's been a lot of growth, and I, I truly believe that. Just you look at at bats and then two strike at bats and then big key at bats last night, and you see you know some some young guys, some freshmen getting some huge knocks for us and making some really big plays defensively for us, and, and uh, even a couple of freshmen getting on the mound for us as well. So uh, there's definitely growth. There's definitely a ton more growth to do. We need these guys to grow up pretty quick, and you know it's, it's a it's a good group of, of kids that are that are working their tails off. So uh, I mean, I believe we're going to get there. Well, here's an age-old question about uh, a college baseball. I, I've heard this for years. Uh, this question asked: you, You're, in a sense, in the preseason now. You, you know, you're you're playing games until your conference starts. And early on, and especially with a team like the one that we have this year, how much emphasis is placed in the midweek on? getting a number of guys on the field, looking at players, seeing how players perform, that perhaps when you're playing a conference game, you would not substitute as much. How much of that goes into the planning of early midweek games, Coach? Yeah, I think, you know, when you have teams like the past two years that were really old, uh, maybe not near as much as, as getting guys in, but this year, you know, I, we're still trying to figure it out, Coach. I was still trying to figure out who uh, who the best nine are against certain righties, who the best nine are against certain lefties. So, so you're certainly going to mix it up and, and try to find the correct lineup. And, um, you know, we came into the spring with, you know, three really tight position battles. And, and you know, we're running out 12, 13 guys regularly. So, um, yeah, I think we're going to keep, you know, mixing and matching until some guys uh, separate themselves and, and win that job permanently. And that's really the only way you can see, am I correct? You, you can't see that in scrimmages, and you can't see that in practice. It has to be in the battle against an opponent. Yeah, for sure. And I think you, you think you can see it in scrimmages, and you feel really good of, of how your scrimmages are going. But these lights turn on, and then these seats get packed. Um, you know, you got to see how their minds work. Uh, you got to see how they can they can handle the moment. And you know, so, some guys when the when the lights turn on and the, and the crowd's packed, it, it elevates their game. Some guys. Maybe he does the opposite early. So, again, it goes back to experience, goes back to growth, and um, I think you know we're, we're going to mix and match, uh, you know, until some guys really lock down their positions. At this point in the year, and again, very early, is there anything that really has surprised you about this team, Coach? Uh, I don't think I would say surprised. I think you know we knew coming in, you know, we, we lost. You know, about nine of the 12 guys who played for us last year, we knew there was going to be some ups and downs offensively. We knew there was going to be some, some uh, you know, some growing pains. Um, but, you know, I really like the way we're competing lately. I really like the way, you know, we're, we're running out three freshmen last night. I hope they competed at a high level and, and a couple more sophomores as well. So um, I wouldn't say anything surprising me. Um, but, uh, you know, I think we're growing, and uh, it's uh, going to be fun to watch as we, you know, continue to get some age under our belt. And pitching uh, continues to be a strength of this team, and you, you had, what, let's see, eight guys on the mound last night. So, uh, you know, uh, Coach Oz, it, it, while you're looking at the offensive side largely, he's he's eyeballing who can pitch in certain situations, and my guess is we're going to continue to see a lot of pitchers in midweek for the next couple, three weeks at least. Yeah, I think so. You know, once we get into conference play, we'll have to cut the roster down from, from 40 to 32. Uh, that's when you'll probably see more of a – you know, more of a carbon copy type staff. You know, you really try to figure it out before you get into conference play. Um, 
because that roster shrinks. But yeah, I think you got to throw guys out there, see what they can do. I know last night we we had uh, at least one guy get their first appearance, maybe two. But um, yeah, I think you know from a from a pitching depth standpoint, we're, we're at a really good point in the program. I thought we were recruited really well, and um, you know our starting pitching has age, and our and our bullpen has uh, a lot of different looks, which is what we're trying to do, trying to not make it comfortable uh, on the other team and where we can mix and match and, and have some really good matchups on our side. Here's another new look. Uh, after years and years and years of seeing uh, Scott Berry coaching third base, now we see Travis Creel. Uh, <laughs> how, how does that feel, Travis? How does it feel to be out there on third? No, it's good. I, I coached third, um, you know, at Jones College for two years, and then I coached third at uh, Louisiana Tech for three. So I came here and uh, – Really, the first time I've been in the dugout in a while. So, yeah, you know, been five years in the dugout while Coach Barry was coaching third. So it is definitely different. Um, I like it. I feel like it, um, you know, I feel like you get a good view of the game and you can see swings at a different level and things like that. So, yeah, it's been good. And, uh, you know, um, obviously getting to watch Coach Barry do it for five years and taking a lot from him. Yeah, and obviously them, you make a great point. If you're on third base coaching and and you're responsible for the hitters, you've got a much better view of of home plate and what they're doing than you do over in the dugout, right? Yeah, no doubt, no doubt you do, and and uh, especially when we're in the first base dugout like we were last night, it's tough to see um, certain type swings. But yeah, it's a definitely a different view of the game. Um, it's uh, it's interesting to to coach at third at different you know places where there's more foul territory and less foul territory and bigger gaps and things like that so yeah it's it's been a while i'm uh you know been five years since i got to do it but uh i think i'm getting back in into shape a little bit all right so you play a regional team last night you're you're playing a regional champion this weekend you're gonna have what a great weekend series two defending regional champions uh indiana state uh seven and one 45 and 17 last year a lot of parallels i think to to our program, this should be a great weekend matchup, Coach. Yeah, they're they're really really talented. They're really well coached. Uh, their pitching staff may be the best you know weekend pitching staff we face all year. So it'll certainly be a challenge. Um, you know, offensively we're going to get in there and compete and 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 pitch and play defense. And uh, I think it'll be a great series for college baseball. All right, last uh, thirty seconds left. Uh, your your thoughts about the. The Southern Miss crowds all year, and I know there was a big Southern Miss crowd last night. Man, the enthusiasm sky high. Yeah, no doubt. It just keeps growing. It's awesome. Biloxi was really cool, especially me being down on the code, me being from Ocean Springs. Uh, it was good to see a lot of people that I knew. And, you know, I think uh, this weekend, uh, other than maybe Friday, I think Saturday and Sunday is going to be really nice weather with a really good team. So it should be a, a great turnout. Always a great pleasure to have you on the Eagle Hour, Coach. We appreciate it very much. Uh, we'll be uh, seeing you this weekend and, and calling you back on the show very soon. All right, thanks, Bob. All right, Travis Creel, everybody. Hitting coach, recruiting coordinator for Golden Eagle Baseball. What a matchup this weekend. Indiana State 45-17 and last year. Regional champion, eliminated in the Supers by TCU. 7-1 and on the season. Lost their first game last night, a midweek blowout to Vanderbilt. But, boy, they're coming loaded with talent and loaded for Bear. And this is going to be a hot weekend at the Pete. Hope we'll see you. We're going to switch gears, talk a little Lady Eagle basketball next with Heath Hinton. Stay with us.
Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, I want to thank Travis Creel for joining us early in the show. That segment sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit. This one by Campus Bookmart and CampusBookmart.net. Our favorite lady in Hattiesburg is Miss Kathleen. Hey, they're looking for part-time help at Campus Bookmart. If you want a really cool job selling Southern Miss swag and helping Miss Kathleen run the center of the Southern Miss swag universe, uh, stop by and say hello to her Campus Bookmart on Hardy Street. Maybe a great opportunity for you. And it is a great opportunity for everybody to shop for their favorite Golden Eagle apparel. I want to thank Mo Bay Beignet Company for all they do. 2902 Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Great place for desserts. Great place for the best coffees in town. They're open seven days a week themselves. Uh, they're right there across from the campus. And I guarantee you, you will not be sorry if you go to Mo Bay Beignet. All right, Heath Hinton, Big Old Nation, joins us, a regular contributor to the Eagle Hour. Uh, I want to talk to you about women's basketball, uh, Heath, and, and get your comment on a couple of players, uh, but you're going to stick around a little bit. So, real quick, 13 hits last night, 10-inning game, Golden Eagles, either team could have won it. Really good uh, regional team in Nichols State. Uh, the Golden Eagles still looking for players uh, who they who they want, you know, when the real games, so to speak, start. Uh, they started a slew of uh New players last night, played 11 freshmen and sophomores. Uh, early analysis from you about this uh, young and uh, growing Golden Eagle baseball team. I think last night, what you saw, hey, Slade Wilkes responded to uh, have not having a good start, and I sent him uh, on Sunday. And, boy, he smashed one the left. Op- he hit an oppo taco that I think still uh, in air there on the coast. Um and was four for five, and you know the young guys are starting to come around a little bit. The thing is, you got to have your veterans in big moments. You got to have them perform. And last night, Monastery had a, a big opportunity and goes up there and strikes out on three pitches. Yeah. Uh, and there were times where, you know, new pitchers came in. They were swinging first pitch, which that may be about design because it saw something. Uh, but just there were so many opportunities that were missed and. You know, base running errors. It, it's just, but it was nice to see the 13 hits. And once this team gets everything together, once they put a complete game together, they're going to be dangerous, um, aren't they? They're going to be dangerous and they're going to be hard to beat, especially with the pitching staff and what Coach Oz has to work with with that pitching staff. Um, it, yeah, they had, you know, if they could score five runs, they'll win almost every game they play. It, not going to be an extra inning game like they had. Uh, you know, if they, if they if they do in the regular innings, they don't make the base running blunders, there's no extra innings. They win that game. Right. So uh, it's just, uh, you know, errors uh, always cost you. Oz talks about errors, walks, and last night they come back to bite them. But, you know, yeah. good team coming in this week in Indiana State. That's going to, this is going to be another fun series like Missouri State. Yeah, Get ready. No question. All right, let's switch gears. Lady Eagles are on the road. Basketball team at Texas State. Lady Eagles 16-11. and 11, uh, Texas State 13-16. and 16. I visited with a number of the kids on the basketball team this week, and I wanted to kind of get your thoughts and your, and your reactions to some of these interviews. Let's start uh, with the leader of the team coming near the end of her career. I want you to listen to this interview, and then I want you to give me your thoughts about Dom Davis, Heath. 
Okay, Dom, we've done a lot of interviews in the last couple of years, but we're getting near the end here. Two regular season games left in postseason play. Your thoughts about that? Um, You know, it's, it's bittersweet coming to the end uh, here at Southern Miss, but I'm excited. You know, I think we've been playing really well uh, lately and just continually to uh, build off of that. So I'm excited about uh, postseason and what, what's in store for us. You've been banged up. I, I've lost track of your injuries. How physically are you right now? Uh, you know, I can walk, so I'm, I'm good. You know, as long as I can walk, run, and uh, continue to play hard for my team, I'm, I'm good. You know, uh, it might take some days. You know, I might have to do a little extra recovery or, uh, you know, just work work more on my body on my off time. But, hey, as long as I can walk, I'm, I'm here for my team. Okay, so today on the show we're discussing uh, where you're going to stand, and we, we all came to the conclusion you're going to be in the – top five of all-time basketball players here oh man that's that's uh man that's tremendous respect uh that y'all have for me and i appreciate it very much there's some uh big names up there you know to uh, and be able to have my name up there with those type type of players is it just it just speaks on all the work uh you know and i'm, I'm just blessed I'm, I'm able to be in that conversation i don't want to look ahead to the end of the season but you're gonna i think obviously gonna make a run at the wnba right yes sir that is the uh plan i got a couple of combines i gotta go to uh once once our season is over but i'm hoping i get to push those back and just keep playing more games as a lady eagle right all right, so I'm going to put you on the spot. I'm watching the game the other night when the altercation breaks out. The only thing you did was get thrown to the floor. You jumped up. You didn't hit anybody, yet you got suspended the game. I just did not understand that. Yeah, you know, me neither. Uh, that's just somewhere where I got to, you know, realize that it happened and then compose myself. You know, they kind of told me that I was trying to get back in there. And, I mean, that's kind of my first reaction. But, you know, I have a great coaching staff. And some of my teammates, you can see, had held me back. And, you know, they had my back. So, I appreciate them. But that's just some. If it happens, I guess I got to take a deeper breath before I act on it. Right. So. They threw the wrong person to the floor. That's the first thought. I had definitely I don't know why teams keep keep picking with this team we're we're pretty uh close tight bunch and, and we don't play about each other so all right plans and expectations and hopes for the remainder of the year you know uh we want to win uh a conference tournament uh championship and then we want to continue to play postseason as long as we can okay any final thoughts Man, I'm, I'm miss being a uh, Lady Eagle. Definitely, I, I appreciate the fans, the community here. You know, y'all kind of just took me in and shown me lo- love this whole time. So I, I'm definitely gonna miss it. You told me a couple of years ago this wasn't like a team. This was like a family. Definitely, and uh, I, I'll be able to uh, carry that with me. These my teammates that I've done had in these past years and the coaching staff. Uh, I know when I take this next step, they'll be right there with me, like I'm still here. It has been a great pleasure. That's an understatement to watch you play. Thank you. All right, Heath, uh, top five all-time Lady Eagle? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, just one of the uh, greatest golden Lady Eagles to ever play the game. Somebody who uh, just is one of those players that can score. Seems like a lot of times she can score at will whenever she wants to. Uh, just one of those players that doesn't come around very often, and uh, you have to have those on the team to make a deep run. And look, this Lady Eagle team, I don't know if people remember, after the first three weeks was at the bottom of the conference. Yeah. They're six now. And yeah. they got a chance to move up. I mean, the, the job that Coach Manillis has done this year, I would say might be even better than last year because of where they were 
in the middle of the season to where they are now, playing their best basketball. And nobody in the Sun Belt wants to play this team. Um, you know, and I feel bad for it because they got suspended. And I hate, you know, kind of the message that sent. It was like, you know, if somebody on another team comes on your bench and starts to fight, Y'all better let her swing and hit everybody because if you try to protect yourself or you try to keep her from swinging, you're going to get suspended. Yeah. I did not understand that. I thought it was just a really crazy ruling, but it is what it is. But uh, what a what a lady eagle she's been. You know, as, wow. I, as I said in the interview, Heath, the only thing Dom Davis did was she got thrown flat of her back in the floor, and she got uh, suspended. Yeah, and, and the young lady's backup center, she just grabbed the girl to keep her from – Swinging and fell down the floor, fell on top of the coach who, you know, was injured a little bit. Kicked her out. I mean, it's just yeah. It was, a message was, sent. If you got, if you need to beat a team by getting some of their players off the floor, go go get one of your backups to start a fight on the players' bench. And uh, yeah, and here's you know? the irony: they play Arkansas State over the weekend. Dom Davis is suspended, and the one that started the fight's playing. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's just it, it, it's it's. I'm glad they were allowed, you know, the Lady Eagles to uh, stagger those suspensions the way they did. But I think the eight young ladies that finished that game and won that game, I thought that that showed a really impressive thing for these Lady Eagles. And I think that's kind of what catapulted them a little bit. I mean, they're really playing well right now. Nobody wants to play them. And it's all about how you're playing when the tournament starts. Right. We've seen that before. If they're, you know, five or six and – Watch out. Just watch out in the tournament for these Lady Eagles. Uh, Another great player on the team, obviously, has been Malia Grayson. We're going to hear from her on the other side of the break and give you an opportunity to kind of think about the impact Malia has made. She's certainly going to be right up there. She's got another year, but, I mean, she's going to be right up there amongst the greatest of all time uh, when she gets through. And also, when we come back, Heath, I want to talk to you about the men, obviously, and – where both basketball teams stand now uh, with two games left in the regular season. So more with Heath Hinton on the uh, other side of the break. want to thank Genesis of Hattiesburg, the official auto dealer of the Eagle Hour. Genesis sedans and SUVs are the finest luxury vehicles on the road today. And coming soon, the all-new Genesis showroom. It's on Highway 98 West in Hattiesburg. It is a thing of beauty. Don't forget the Super Talk Eagle Hour podcast. You can hear it anytime you like. Apple, Audible, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or you can tell Alexa to play the Super Talk Eagle Hour. And I can say this because I see the numbers. Thousands of you do that every month, and we're very, very grateful. We're also grateful for Heath Hinton and the contribution he always makes to our show. We're going to continue with Heath on the other side of the break. Southern Miss to the top. All right, welcome back to the show, everybody. Fourth Street Bar and Grill sponsors this segment of our program. You know about it, right? The Shadow of the Rock, Slay the Guys, some of our very best friends. 
Great place to meet your friends, talk a little Southern Miss trash, uh, have a good meal, uh, enjoy a big game. It's all waiting for you at 4th Street Bar and Grill. My partner Luke Johnson is back in the studio. And uh, Luke, how are you, brother? Doing good, man. Just had some issues to take care of today. Thanks for uh, for of course. letting me be a little late. But, yeah, listening to you and, and Heath talking that last segment. And I'll tell you what, man, we we are going to miss Dom Davis when, when oh, she's man. gone. But a girl who – Played has played the majority of her career with less than a hundred percent, and still has dominated on the court. No question. Here's another great player that's going to go down in Lady Eagle basketball history. Fortunately for us, she's just a junior. Malia Grayson may be having the best year she's had year yet, and and that's saying a lot. The, Here's a conversation we had earlier this week with her, and then I'll get the guys' comments about Malia Grayson. All right, Malia Grayson on the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Malia, I've been watching you play now for three years. I don't think I've ever seen you playing better right now. What What's the sauce? Uh, you know, it's just me trying to get in that tip-top shape that I've been in. Me and my teammates helping me get to where I'm trying to get, making me better each and every day in practice. I think, I think that was but my main goal this year was, you know, try to get in the best shape that I could have been possible this year. Conditioning, important. And it looks like you've really accomplished that. I mean, you look as strong at the end of the game as you do at the start. Oh uh, yeah, I've 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 accomplished what I have tried, but I want to get you know a little bit a little bit more in shape. But I've gotten to a better point than I was last year. Uh, clearly, the strategy is to get the ball in the paint to you. Well, if I know that, the other teams know that. So, how closely have them been guarding you? How tough have they been on you? Uh, I mean, it's always a double team, triple team, but uh, with that, I trust my teammates, you know, to be able to knock those shots down outside so that I can, you know, be able to create inside once they do come out to contest my teammates' shots. And the team's playing really well right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, I mean, we've we've hit a stride that, you know, we should have been on, but, you know, we had to go in a different direction at the beginning, but I think our team is at where we need to be right now and at the right time with us going into conference play. How tough was this to get through the suspensions? I'm watching you guys play Arkansas State and I'm thinking, how can the player who started the fight be on the floor but we still have players not on the floor? How tough has all of this been? Uh, it's been really tough us having to go through different different um, matchups and uh, starting lineups with different people having to sit out and stuff like that. But I think it's just something us, us as a team collectively we've came to, with each other. It's like we can still do this no matter the circumstances that we are in. One thing I saw, and I think we all saw, were some of the kids that don't play much. Emma Walhoff comes to mind. Some of the others they really stepped up and they helped in the. Right. Uh, I think it's just them waiting on their chance, you know, to come and be able to, you know, contribute to our success that we are having. So I think it's just them, the mindset of wanting to, you know, continue to help us grow. So statistically, you have you've gotten 321 points and two. No, I'm sorry, 128 points and 204 rebounds. That is a lot of rebounds. <laughs> Uh, I mean, just trying to, you know, help my team as much as I can in the areas that I know I need to, you know, be the most effective in. Uh, but, you know, just trying to do all I can to be able to help our team be effective. All right, two regular season games left, postseason play after that. Your expectations, the team's mindset. Uh, you know, we just got to continue to play because right now it is um, – 
if we how we do finish out our regular season is how we sit and to be able to play in however many games we get off. But I think it's just us going in with the mindset, uh, you win or you go home. Uh, so I think uh, we all just have to, you know, play like it's our last last game to be able to, you know, get to that final game to try to knock it off. Last question. We hear a lot about how important the buys are, the double buys are important. From a player standpoint, is that important to you? Uh, it is important, you know, to be able to, you know, get a good seat and, and trying to get by so you won't have to play as many games. But if not, you just got to be tougher and, you know, just go through it stronger because you just have more games to play. Great season. It's a joy watching you play. Good luck the rest of the year. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right, Luke Johnson, let's start with you. Put in perspective the importance uh, of Malia Grayson to this women's basketball program. Well, I mean, the fact that she was a local product, the one time that I talked to her about how she defeated Wes Jones in the state championship, she just laughed at me. So I appreciated that that competitive <laughs> edge. But, yeah, I mean, it, it, you look at this team, you have a really good big and you have a really, really good shooting guard, which – allows a team to, uh, you know, defensively, they got to focus on they try to take Grayson out, they try to take Dom Davis out. And I think you can look back and you can say what has helped Dom Davis be the uh, player that she is points-wise uh, is because she has a really good big in, in Malia Grayson. Yeah, Heath, your thoughts? Yeah, I think Malia is just such a matchup nightmare in the Sun Belt. Not only that, but 80% free-throw shooter, but her mid-range game, there's no other big in the conference that can shoot mid-range like she can. And it just opens things up in the lane for Dom. Uh, she does so many things well from rebounding. She's learned to stay out of foul trouble. Uh, she's a handful that uh, nobody in the Sun Belt has been able to guard, really. And, you know, she's she's a big, big presence on the floor, but just as sweet and kind in person, yeah. as you can see. Great, 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 great kids on the basketball team. All right, Luke Johnson, the men, uh, two games left as well. The, the ladies have fought suspensions over the last few games, but the men are fighting injuries. Yeah, what I'm, what I, the, this has been the question really for, I don't know, a couple months. It's which Southern Miss basketball team is going to show up? That, that's the question because we all know what they're like when they, when they play well. We all know what they're like when, when they shoot the ball well. They're, they're athletic. I, th- I think their athleticism has hidden the fact that they haven't had a true big, even though, you know, Ize's played well at times. Awako plays much bigger than his 6'8", with, especially in the blocks department. But it's really a question, which team's going to show up? Which, which version of the shooters is going to show up? And I think that's going to determine what they do in these last two games. And then to, to Cardona's point, Coach Cardona's point, how well they play in the most important weekend, you know, of the entire season. And it, that's right, isn't it, Heath? What really matters at this point is how do you play when you get to Pensacola? Yeah, we saw it last year with uh, South Alabama. I got hot towards the end of the season and rode all the way to the championship game and was within an eyelash to beat Louisiana and moving on to the tournament. That's the way the Southern Miss team is going to have to play. I think, uh, you know, with Donovan Ivory going down, I think uh, Curbelo stepping in. Curbelo has to take his points. And I think you saw that last game, I think, uh, with Curbelo healthy, and uh, he can, you know, uh, he can supplement what Ivory was giving you before he got hurt because he was playing extremely well. This team is dangerous because of the defense they play, and Izay, Izay's gotten so much better through the years. I mean, from where he started to where he is now, 
Oh, he's a totally yeah. different basketball player. And Awako, his his wingspan and his ability to block shots at six seven, it's it's pretty incredible. They're going to be tough in that tournament if they continue to play well, uh, keep getting even more healthy, and uh, Corbello can you know keep the yeah. keep his head uh, injury. You know if they could keep that healthy, uh, they're going to be tough. Uh, Luke, it's hard to emphasize, though, what a big loss Donovan, Donovan Ivory is. I, I thought he was one of the absolute keys all year with the basketball team. Yeah, because if you if you key in on a few more guys, Ivory has the chance to, to score really well at night. Uh, what's frustrating to me is we didn't get to see Curbelo and Ivory on the court much at the same time. Right. And that was one of those where you're not going to get Nefta and and Curbelo on the same. You're going to get Curley and, and Curbelo. You're going to get Hart and, and the other two. And it would have been fun to see Ivory because, he, you know, he waited his turn. And he, he had some really good games early in the season, unfortunate for him to suffer that injury. Yeah. Well, Heath, we appreciate the, all you do. You got any last thoughts before we let you go? Uh, yeah, man, I enjoy it. Uh, I think Hart is the X factor going into uh, – Final part of the season. At six nine, he is a matchup nightmare. At the three, if he plays at four, he's a matchup nightmare. This is going to be a fun basketball team to watch down the stretch. Yeah. Hey, real quick, Heath, will you will you reassure the fans that had the nuclear meltdown last night after the one point loss to Nichols that all is not lost and, and there's a new day coming for baseball starting Friday? Yeah, they're six and three, and look, there's a heck of a baseball team coming in. That's just as good, not better. Missouri State, Missouri State was impressive. Uh, they won two or three there. Everything's going to be fine. Just have to hit get the veterans to start hitting a little bit. What they do, and the young ones are showing what they can do. Uh, it's going to be a fun baseball team. Get ready. No question, Heath. We appreciate you very much, my friend. Thank you, guys. Have a good one. All right, Heath Hinton, everybody, big old nation, regular contributor to the Eagle Hour. We're very happy to say that he is Town and Country Cleaners, Hattiesburg's most trusted dry cleaners. Family-owned and operated since 1983, they offer services like steam pressing, shirt laundry, bulky bedding, minor alterations, and, of course, dry cleaning. You can find them on Hardy Street at their convenient location. They've been there since the 80s. Or you can call them at 601-264-4920. Luke and I wrap up this edition of the Eagle Hour Day. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Final segment on a Wednesday. Rainy Wednesday. Got some storm clouds appearing. Beautiful downtown Laurel. Luke Johnson, Bob Getty from the Southern Bancor Studios in Hattiesburg. And Laurel, fourth segment is always brought to you by DBAT. Online, DBATHattiesburg.com. But more importantly, in person on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg, DBAT, proud sponsor of the Super Talk Eagle Hour. 
Basketball tonight, 7 p.m. Women at Texas State. Men at South Alabama. And very important games for both the men and the women. Still an outside shot to possibly get a double bye. Need some help. Uh, but both uh, games tonight, they are playing You know, a couple days earlier as we get ready for Sunbelt tournament action. Speaking of basketball, I told you yesterday that Austin Crowley named a Howell finalist, Howell Trophy finalist. That's the best male basketball player in the state of Mississippi, but also on the women's side, just interviewed uh, Dom Davis on the Eagle Hour. Bob did, and, and Dom Davis named a Gillum Trophy finalist, which is the most outstanding women's basketball player in the state of Mississippi. There will be a luncheon Monday, March 11th, and Dom is joined by fellow finalist Jessica Carter from Mississippi State and Marquisha Davis from Ole Miss. So Dom Davis and Austin Crowley, both finalists for the best basketball player in the state of Mississippi. Dom got hosed last year in that award, didn't she? She really, really did. <laughs> we really did. We don't mind saying. All right, Luke, South Alabama tonight for the men. Uh, and then we, I want to get your thoughts about the baseball game last night, but uh, why, why do certain teams have matchup issues? And it does seem like that our basketball team has not matched up well with South Alabama the last couple of years. Well, I, I, I want to take one on the chin. It's the Eagles' hours' fault because we always we, we propagate this. I think South Alabama's in our head, and so that's <laughs> that's why it happened. But yeah, I mean the the Jags six and ten, fourteen and fifteen overall. Southern Miss nine and seven, sixteen and thirteen overall, and you know for the Eagles this is an opportunity to to get a little revenge back uh, of what happened last week, a game that you were really never in, and to go down there and to sting them on their home court and and help your tournament prospects. Yeah, well, hopefully, hopefully we'll break that jinx tonight. All right, Luke Nickel State beats the USM last night, extra inning game, really a really exciting baseball game. Nickel State, a regional team from last year, now 8-1 and one on the year. The Golden Eagles, as I mentioned to Travis Creel, played 12 freshmen and sophomores at various points of the game last night. Uh, your thoughts about the outcome and the performance of the team last night? So, you they score all their runs in two unfortunate spots, right? right. Per- particularly in the top of the 10th. I mean, that's just, you just, that just can't happen. What bothers me, let me give you the negative then the positive. This team has to learn to put people on base. They could have won every single game they've lost because they can't get people in. Um, With that, we did see some big hits last night. Seth Smith continues to be a dog as a true freshman. I mean, you want to talk about tying the game up. And, uh, and, you know, and then, then we string those four hits together and we fight back and, you know, you got opportunity even in the bottom of the night. So, so those things, even though it was a loss, those are that shows you what the DNA of this team is. They could have laid down real quick, gone you know three up, three down, the bottom of the tenth. They score two runs, have an opportunity to tie it and, and win it. And you know, the Heath's point, Nick Monastere will get you that hit more times this season than not. And it's just one of those things. Uh, it's the turnover, and they're trying to find chemistry. And heads up to you know, props to Oz. You know, putting people on the bench and and trying to motivate people and props to Slade Wilkes for for coming back last night. Um, it, it was interesting that that Peto didn't start and so Butler got to start in right field. And you know, I told you earlier, you know, this week that that's the question. Here, here's the four guys. So it's Davis Gillespie, Billy Butler, Hunter McIntyre, 
and um, and now I, I guess you could include Peyto in there, Wilkes and Peyto. And it, it's going to be a combination of those five guys can't play at the same time. And every single one of them has strengths. Every single one of them has weaknesses. And it's going to be interesting to see how Oz figures out the chemistry that he wants going forward with all of those guys who at any moment can make plays to help you win a baseball game. So you're not ready to give up. <laughs> There's, at this point last year, this uh, Super Regional host last year through nine games was 6-3. and three. Correct. Isn't that right? Well, let me tell you something, Luke. It's a big dog coming in here this weekend. Uh, Indiana State last year, 45-17, and 17, regional champion, undefeated. Started out 7-0. and They did get shellacked last night by Vanderbilt. But uh, old, experienced, uh, this could be as tough a matchup as the team will face all year. You agree? Yeah, I mean, especially, you know, non-conference, um, even, even with those SEC teams on there as well. I mean, this is a super regional host, and – uh, they're they're a team that you cannot overlook and you will not overlook or you'll get stung in the mouth. So it'll be interesting to see how the guys respond Friday. Gonna be fun. All right, uh, we're gonna be uh, at Ramey Motors in Purvis tomorrow, and Will Hall joins us. One of Luke's favorite subjects: spring football, my man. We're gonna talk Golden Eagle football tomorrow, Luke. Looking forward to it. The um, ask Will about his Natchez Trace approach to. Uh, to spring training. I like it. I'm I'm for it. It'll be fun to hear him talk more about that tomorrow. Andrew Abity also joining us on the show tomorrow. Great show. We hope you'll tune in. Thank you for listening today. Until next time, Southern Miss. To the top. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.